ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. All right, so when you were a kid, what did you want to be? Now, you know I asked this of all of my guests on the Purpose Girl podcast. And when I look back, there were like a million jobs I wanted to be. But one of them was that I would be an actress. And I kind of get to do that now on the Purpose Girl podcast. And of course, when I speak on stages. But like I had this vision that my name would be in lights. I would be on stage, right? And I would just like get to be all theatrical because I was. And the next big dream I had was I was going to be an author. I was going to write all these books, right? Barnes and Noble would have a whole section dedicated to me. And any of these like very quote unquote big dreams, they honestly seem totally out of reach, totally unrealistic and probably reinforced by humans who loved me, like my dad telling me we don't work for fun, we work for work, right? Like those jobs probably aren't realistic. And so I went to college and I got my degree in English and communications and then was like, I don't know what to do. And then the rest, right, is history, went into marketing. It wasn't right. Had to figure out my purpose, blah, blah, blah. But maybe you were one of those people who actually went for that childhood dream. And my guest today did that. And she is so inspiring. I've been devouring her book. Because when she was a child, she knew, I'm going to be an animator. You know, like the kind for Disney. Like a really, like that's a big thing, right? That seems like one of those unrealistic dreams. But she was like, no, 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 I'm actually going to do that. And she did. And she now has worked on some of the biggest films, the biggest animations that we have. I mean, films that are up for Academy Awards and Golden Globes and like blow your mind. And she's just written a book and she's incredible. And she's giving me hope reading this book. I'm like... Yeah, hope for our children that they can go after any dream and a reminder to all of us that no matter what age we are, bring back that big dream because it's not too late. I'm so excited for everything she is going to share with us today. So let me introduce you to the phenomenal Shay Stone. I have to tell you a little bit about her. So Shay is an author, a life coach, an animator at Walt Disney Animation Studios. I mean, what is bigger than that? She has her bachelor's in computer animation at Full Sail University, which is an incredibly competitive, difficult program to get into. She goes into it in the book. She has worked professionally in film, television, gaming industry for 11 years. She always has had a blossoming curiosity. She always has been curious about what people think, the human condition, psychology. And her dream job was to be a professional animator. And now she works on feature films, which is so, so incredible. She's just written an incredible book, Be Better Than You, which we're going to dive into because it's unlike the majority of self-help books that I read and those that I've even been working on, and that she gives 
extremely practical, extremely practical tips and tools. And we're going to dive into all of it. I'm just so excited. Shay, welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast. Hi, thank you for that. That was that was phenomenal. It's so funny when you were talking about your dream uh, being in the lights and your name being in lights and everything's dedicated to you. I was like, wow, that sounds actually pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I kind of get that. that. My dream now too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we'll go do it together. You know, and I've I've backtracked into it. Right. So like one of the things I wanted to be as a kid was an actress. And I I do. I speak on a lot of stages. I do a lot of speaking. And so I get to add that piece. One of the things I wanted to be at some point was a party planner, like weddings and bar mitzvahs. And part of what I do is take women on retreats all over the world. And so like I just led one in Jamaica where I did a whole red carpet thing and everybody dressed as an unleashed goddess. And so it's like that's the cool thing as an adult. We get to create our own job. And do it however we want, which is so awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. Thank you so much. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I appreciate your opening and how theatrical and dramatic it was. Oh well. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Very well. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, we know, and first of all, because Jay and I already talked about this, we all know that obviously I'm in love with her because of her name, right? So, and. You better believe before I started taping that I was showing her pictures of Shay because, you know, I, you all knew I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's oh, my ridiculous. gosh. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't meet a lot of people named Shay. So when I do, it's usually a huge thing. Right, mm. and it's always about you know how do you how do you um, how do you spell it right? So right. Shay, I usually I hear so many different iterations of Shay. So to hear S H A Y and his is spelled the same way, that's mm. awesome. Match made in heaven. Was there a a reason that you were called that? Is it named after somebody or something? No, just just Shay. Just your parents really loved it, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just Shay, and then my my middle name is actually starts with an S as well, and then starts oh. SSS, like SSS. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, yeah. in Hebrew, the Shai, the Hebrew name Shai means gift, and it was five years of fertility to have our Shay. So that's kind of how he oh, came about. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But we're here to talk about you, Shay, not my baby, Shay. <laughs> so you started as a little girl, right? You got this homework assignment. What do you want to be when you grow up? And you like took it seriously right. and went all the way, right? Talk to us about your journey of having an inkling of purpose and then actually making it happen. Yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, just like a tiny little question, right. you know, like what did you have for breakfast? And you know, by the way, how did how did you end up living your life purpose? Yeah, right. No, for sure. So, so I wanted to be an animator, obviously, since I was seven years old. Right. So I grew up watching Disney movies. I grew up drawing Disney characters, and uh, which I'm sure you read in the book. And my mom, she was very supportive in that. Right. So um, the crazy part is, like, I, I was in love with everything Disney, and the moment I saw Toy Story, I was just like, all right, well. Everything inside of me and just exploded. Like I was like, this is so amazing, right? And I was like, I don't even. I didn't even. I didn't even know what was happening to me. I was just like, I just love this, and I was like, I gotta. I want to do it more, right? So I just kept drawing, wow. and I started making flip books and stuff. And obviously, um, CG and uh, computer graphics and 3D animation that was a new thing. And so Toy Story was actually one of the first movies 
uh, mm. to, uh, to execute that. And it was just everything about it. I was just like, oh my God, it, it took over my world. And, uh, but like I said, again, I was seven, eight years old at the time. So uh, I was into a lot of other stuff too, as a kid. Right. And my mom, luckily she allowed me to evolve. She didn't stick me to that. Right. Like some parents mm-hmm. do. They're like, oh, start them young and train them and right. know, don't let them do anything else. Follow in my footsteps or whatever right. the case. Or like like an Olympic swimmer, right? We got to have them in the pool 10 hours a day or whatever. Yeah, right. She didn't go that route. She allowed me to just be free and evolve. And if I took interest in other things, which I did, uh, she allowed me to explore that too, right? Which is all about, you know, coming to today. It's all about focus and that's how you find it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, so once I I got to high school and I was 13 years old at the time and I got this crazy – extensive project, career project, where we had to decide on what we wanted to do with our lives, pretty much. And this kind of came around the same time that my mom asked me too, what are you going to do with your life at 13? <laughs> right? Like, this is what no I- loaded question there. You're like, right, like I'm going to play video games. I'm going to like, Go to movies? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? What life? I don't have one, right? And uh, so, yeah, so it's it's very interesting, extraordinary that I had to have this conversation at 13, but it came at the same time as this project did. So, uh, Mm. yeah, for me, I, I, I did take it seriously. Right. Because I was like, all right, you know, everything that we had to figure out, we had to figure out, you know, exactly what we wanted to do, what that entailed, what the different title and positions were and what those entailed, breaking it down, you know, the salary expectations, the uh, schools that we needed to go to and like literally just breaking down everything about that career choice that we made. So I'm like, why the hell not would I take it? Why wouldn't I take it seriously? Why would I bullshit this? And just fill out a bunch of just random research, which I'm sure some people did, but I did not. And, uh, and with this career project is when I came to the decision that I wanted to be an animator and I had everything figured out thanks to that career project. Thanks to my mom. And them, it was like synergy, right? Yeah. I think that they, your teacher and your mom probably had a side conversation, <laughs> right? Your mom's like, listen, I want to get her on the right path. So Right, exactly. Like fashion up, fashion up this little project so we can get her right. together, right? Uh, so yeah, so no, that that came at that time, and uh, it was set in stone. At that point, uh, I knew I wanted to go to Full Sail. I knew I wanted to be an animator. I knew I wanted to work at Disney. I knew that was the top. I I knew that's where Toy Story came from. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I understood the quality. I understood what was in front of me. And, uh, and that's what I wanted for myself. And thank God, you know, the rest is history that it, it happened and it's, a, it's now a reality, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, please, I, when you say it happened, I mean, let's be honest, you, you made it happen, right? Like you, yes, we all have like things that align for us in the universe, but that was when I, I had never heard of Full Sail University until I read your book. Right. And what a competitive school. I mean, it sounds like that's where anyone who ever wants to be an animator for Disney, right, is going to try to get into full sale. And then to graduate, what it, you right. said in the book, the statistics of graduation were Horrific. staggering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And, like, and to be honest, and to be honest, they still are, you know, because full cell, you know, it is a very competitive school. And one of the things about full cell is that people, kids, teens, well, not just kids, adults too, but people tend to go when they don't really know what they want to do. So mm. when you go to a four-year college, like a normal university, you know, you have four years and you just kind of lollygag throughout the first couple of years, right? You're just partying, dorm room life and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And you're just trying to figure things out. You change your major every once right. in a while and 
full sale, you you cannot, you can't afford mm. to do that. You have to go there knowing what you want to do, be committed to it, love it, love the process, because it's going to be hard. It's going to be very challenging. And everybody there is trying to get ahead of you. Everybody there is trying to be better than you, right? Mm. It's very important for your mind to be um, stable, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I find all the time, first of all, in my own life of I, I changed careers at 36. I went back to grad school so that I could become this woman's empowerment coach and speaker because I, I did the thing that you described, right? My first couple of years of college, you totally described my life. I, I'll take one psychology class, see how I like that. No, I'll take this kind of class, see how I like that. You know, definitely right. did all the part of the whole thing. And so, you know, then later in life, 36, I went ahead and was like, all right, no, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to really go after it. But I, what I find over and over again with my coaching clients, the women in my classes is even if we know our brain really gets in the way of doing the damn thing. Yes. Because it is scary, because it requires so much commitment, because it's not easy, because there's so much competition. Oh my God, yes. Right? And and you wrote about, and I would love for you to talk about this, the mindset that you had while you were in school. Right. That this was not about competition. Right. Because just yesterday, a client of mine said to me, I'd love to be a coach like you, but there's too many coaches already. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right? Like, absolutely not. So if you can speak to that, Shay, that'd be amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, the, the, the reality is every there's everybody's doing the same thing, right? And we're all, the reality is we're all the same, right? And I talk about in the book too, it's like, you know, we're all an expression of the same thing, right? The only thing different that different, differentiates us is our expression, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what makes us, that's what makes us unique and how we operate. That's what makes us unique. We all have the same 24 hours in the day, but we go about our day differently. That's what makes us unique. So when mm. you find, when you discover how to uh, take advantage of that, take advantage of your uniqueness, use it to your advantage, right? Utilize even your weaknesses, you know, which is something I'm really big on. You know, a lot of us, we we tend to identify with our limitations and identify with our weaknesses to pull us down. But it's like, oh no, if you can figure out how to utilize that weakness, and take advantage mm. of it. It's like, okay, now this is this is where you're getting into your power, right? And this is where, you know, you can enter any space. It doesn't matter how saturated it is and still be dominant, right? So as far as as far as me, you know, when I went to Full Sail, that's exactly what it was. Everybody wanted to be an animator. Everybody wanted to work at Disney. You know, we all had the same goals, right? Yeah. And what's going to differentiate us, right? So for me, I knew that it was important for me to keep that focus on myself, to understand that, okay, well, what's your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know, uh, what are you good at, right? And mm-hmm. what, what could you get better at? You know, what are you not understanding? Okay, that's what you need to focus on. Uh, you need to focus on how to get better at this, this, and this. Okay, sure, sure. But it all needs to be about myself. I was like, the competition was very, like, kind of scary, you know what I mean? Because I, because yeah. there, there was so much at stake, right? And and you can feel it in the air. Like at first when everyone started Full Sail, it was super exciting. You know, everybody's friends and we're, well, we all want to be friends and right, you know, sure. we're all getting along great. And then a couple weeks later, it just like, the, it just got very tense where people, you can see fear start to set in, nervousness mm. set in where people are like, I can, I can see the consequences here. Mm. If I don't do good, if I'm not a hundred percent, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And Full Sail is not, right. not a cheap school. It's very expensive, $100,000 expensive. Right? Mm. So it's like there's a lot at stake. And uh, so it's, it was very easy to be in competition with other people. And uh, for me, I understood at that point, 
if you get involved in this, you're going to fail. Yeah. Right. Right. If, if you're just about competing and what's that person doing? What's that person doing? And how do I, right. Your mind is now totally off track of your own gifts, your own talents and your own dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was very important for me. Cause like I said, I, I, I already had this uh, knack for observing, right. I observed people my entire life. That was my mm-hmm. hobby. That's what I love to do. So I saw what was in front of me and I understood the foresight, right. I understood what could happen if I got involved in this. And that was actually the moment that I started to turn all of my attention inward, mm. you know, to learn more about myself and, and center myself within the realms of my capabilities, right? And start to figure out, okay, how can I expand on this, right? How can I utilize this and all the things that we kind of just talked about. And uh, because I I, I knew I had to, that's where my focus needed to be. So all everything, my whole life's work, everything that I've been doing my entire life, I turned it inward. And that's when I realized how powerful I can be, The, 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 the power just within my presence, right? The effect I can have on people. Um, and just uh, like I talk about in the book too, like it's, it gets a little scary sometimes because it, it could come into the, it, it makes you feel like you're manipulating, right? Mm. But even when you talk about, um, you know, manifestation, that's what it is, right? It's manipulating energy, mm. right? Mm. So, and, and you're doing it to your advantage to, to get what you want, right? Yeah. But as long as you're not manipulating the rights of others, you know, then that's when you're in a good space. And that's, you know, that's where, um, you know, I think it's, uh, who, who said that? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the guy who's in Napoleon Hill. Right. Uh, as far as as far as being educated, you know, it's not manipulating the rights of others, but still understanding how to get what you want in life. Right. Yeah. This is incredible. that You really had this wisdom when you were, what, 18? Yeah. 18 years old. While like everyone else, you know, was off <laughs> going to the sorority party or whatever. the thing was, right? right. And you like you had this this real foresight because I mean, how many jobs right? all 250 of you, you said in your class? at full sale. Specifically, it's, it's it's near Disney, right? Like people go there to work at Disney at the end. Right. And how many jobs were there at the end? Yeah, no, it was it was tough. Like I, as far as I, there's I can probably count on my hands how many people from my graduating class are in the industry right now. Wow. Are actually working in the industry and these are people who even graduated, right? So yeah. my graduating class was 12. And I think probably about half of that, maybe I'll give 75% tops are actually in the industry and doing well. That's incredible. And would you say that that really comes down to that mindset of going inward and making it about being that best, that better than ourselves, best self? Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) I mean, mindset, mindset is everything, but mindset is very broad. Mm -hmm. I've I've actually noticed lately that I'm not liking the word mindset, even mm-hmm. though um, I understand what people mean by it and not, you know, stuff like that. But because of the narrative and how it's how casually it's being used lately, you know, it's even that phrase is being overused mindset, yeah. mindset, mindset. It's starting to get confusing to the masses who don't understand what they need to do to get to where they need to go. So, yes, the answer is mindset, but you have to break that down. Right. Mm. For me, it's perception. Right. So when you talk about mindset, you know, it's a part of using all your intellectual factors. Right. So it's a it's a part of reasoning with yourself. It's a part of your imagination. It's a part of your perception, your will, your determination. Right. Mindset encompasses all of that. So it's important that when you talk about you need to have the right mindset, you have to be sure to explain exactly what we're talking about here. So Mm. for me, I believe the power is in your perception. 
how we're mm. able to view things, right? Because a lot of things happen all the time, you know, in the outside world, from within, how you, how people make you feel, how you make yourself feel, how you talk to yourself, you know, yes. COVID's happening and it's just kind of ruled our world and changed the complete trajectory of how we're going to operate in the future, right? And uh, and if you can only see something one way, mm-hmm. if you're locked into your your limited your beliefs, right, and you're locked into just how you were raised, or you're locked into just what you feel is right you're actually trapping yourself right so perception right is- and this is what we see so much you know mm-hmm. the the world right now people you know it's like this is the only way that it is and then kind of locking into that and and what happens in our brains is every single one of us is telling a story all the time right it is our perception what's the what's the story i'm telling right now about shay because of whatever you know my ground is whatever life i've lived until this moment and the ability to step back and realize, oh, this is not just because my mind thinks it doesn't mean that it's true. Right. What else is true here? Mm-hmm. Right. It's what else is true. And then also, where's my power? You know, mm. where could I take advantage here? Where, where am I comfortable? Right. Um, and it's looking at all those factors. And the goal is to be able to do that simultaneously to consider, you know, one of my uh, quotes is consider all things. Right. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. very broad, but it is. It's like, okay, where where am I comfortable? Where where can I take it what can I take advantage of? What part of this makes uh um highlights my weaknesses, right? Uh what part of this makes me feel uncomfortable? And then take all of that into consideration and bundle it together, and this is how you step into your power, right? Mm. You have to consider all of these things and then you kind of come up with a plan about how are you gonna attack all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is what makes me feel comfortable. Okay, well, what could I do to make sure that I don't act in that? And why, yeah. why I don't act in discomfort? Okay, this makes me comfortable, but how could I make sure that I don't take that for granted, right? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I highlight what I'm comfortable with and I move in comfort, right? If I walk into a space and I'm only um, highlighting the place that I'm comfortable at, okay, well, what happens when something makes me uncomfortable? How am I going to respond to that? Right, we're probably not growing if we only stay in what's comfortable you know, where, where's the growth? Where's the the growth? Right. Yes. Yeah. So when you have all of these things considered, it's like, okay, well, this is where you can walk into spaces that you don't know anything about and assert yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about your client saying, you know, I want to be a coach, but there's just so many coaches out there. It's like, okay, but there's no, there's no coach like you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so it's up to you to consider all of those things and figure out what what your power is, because and one thing that, I, you know, it's it's tough because a lot of people, they want you to tell them what their power is. Mm. It's up to you to step into that. Now, I can expose, you know, as far as coaching is concerned and even in the book, it's like I can expose what's available. Right. It's kind of like going in the grocery store. Everything's there. Right. Right. Everything's there. <laughs> Everything you could possibly want. <laughs> Everything you want is there. It's up to you to pick out what you want for dinner. Yeah. That's right. You, I can't, you're hungry. I can't tell you what you feel like eating, mm-hmm. you, but I can give you all the resources, you know, mm. for yourself, but it's up to you to figure out what that is. Yeah. This is so incredible. There's a couple of things that you've said. You've said a million things, but I want to hone in on because they were so powerful. One is really using your weakness for your power. And that can sound like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. So can you explain that a little bit more so people are like, okay, but I have this big weakness. What do I do with it? Sure. So uh, I'll probably share a little. It's funny because uh, there's something that there's something bigger that I'm working on with Be Better Than You. And uh, and one of my the people who work with me, someone on my team, I had actually said utilize weakness. And she said, do you mean expose their weakness or 
or ignore their weaknesses. I, she said, because you, you wrote utilize. I said, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Utilize their weakness, right? So for me, I would say one of my weaknesses is, I don't think I've ever talked about it, but uh, just one, I have, a, I have a lot of weaknesses like we all do, right? Um, I think one of, one of my weaknesses is that I can, if I feel vulnerable, I'll, it, so it, let me be more specific. So th- I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There was one. Okay. Time, and I appreciate you sharing something that you haven't shared before. Uh, yeah, so no, I have Just know I'm holding you, sister. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So there was one time, this was a long time ago. Okay. So I was interested in learning about selling, um, selling products online and stuff like that. I don't remember how mm-hmm. old I was. I think I was either near the, like right after I graduated full store or something like that, I was just kind of experimenting with random stuff. And, uh, and I wanted to learn how to sell things online. And, and there was this conference, right? And mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, like there was this conference that teaches you how to sell things online. And, you know, a, there was like a course or whatever. So I just went, right? And, uh, and the guy, like he was very persuasive, right? And it was just like, you sure. know, if you want to learn how to sell things online, like buy this course and blah, 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 blah. And I was just so like infatuated because this is what I've been wanting to do or this is what I've been trying to learn how to do. And I'm like, if he's going to sell me this course that is going to teach me how to do this, like, why wouldn't I do that? And I'm talking right. to him. He's, he's, he's sold, he has different businesses where he's selling things online. He's very successful in that niche. And I was very vulnerable. And I was, when I get very vulnerable, I tend to lean in. Right. So this is one of my weaknesses where it's like, uh, okay, well, he's, he's succeeded in this and he's persuading me. I see what he's doing. Now, it was, it was a lot going on because I was very mm. observant of what I was in. the situation. Wait, you, you were being persuaded and watching yourself be and persuaded at the same time. Yes. At the same time. So I knew his tactics. I, I used to, I used to be in sales as well. So mm. I mean, just, you know, just my habit of observing. So I saw what he was doing and I saw what his, what his doing was doing to me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was kind of like in this weird battle with myself. Cause I'm like, Shay, you're very excited about this. <laughs> want to do it. He's been very persuasive and it's, it's working. You're and this is what, okay. This is what you want. Okay. Maybe you need to back up and be a little um, more objective about it. Right. Right. And I did, but that was the moral of the story. I went right now. I was like, I don't care. I'm feeling great. Right. No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm not, yeah. Take yeah. my credit card. Take my money. Take yeah, my money. I know more than me. Like he's already like, and I'm just in this space. He gave this very powerful speech. I'm like, take it. Right. And then right after, I swear, like when I got in the car, my friend came with me. When I got in the car, I told her, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. I was like, oh, my God, I knew I shouldn't have did that, right? So mm-hmm. I, I remember talking to my mom about it and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I was like, every time I get so vulnerable, if, I, if I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm not at the helm, right? Mm-hmm. Emotionally, spiritually, you know, uh, someone's teaching something, whatever the case is. I was like, and if it's something that I want, so it's not just being vulnerable or being in front of someone um, who's at who's at the helm and I'm not, but it was just that I wanted it too, right? Yeah. So I'm like, right. okay. So I told my mom, I was like, I get in this situation where if I'm passionate about something and I see that this there's something else that has what I want, mm-hmm. like it, I'm viable to lean in. And I was like, yeah. right, that's, that's, that's my weakness, right? Right. To go with that, it, like that immediate instant gratification, as opposed to having the discerning thought of like, let me step back. Let me, let me, step back. Let me reason about it. Let me really think about, is this what I really want? Okay. 
Right. So as far as so that's that's definitely one of my weakness. Like I said, it has to be something that I want. And, you know, that's what pulls the vulnerability. Yes. Out of me, right. So. Um, so for me, that's that is kind of my I can utilize that because I understand what that is. Mm. Got it. So we utilize the way we utilize it, if I'm hearing you correctly and tell me if I don't have this right, is when we have awareness of that weakness, awareness of the pattern right? Like that, what you identified in yourself is a pattern. And, and even maybe like, it's like a knee-jerk response or reaction mm-hmm. to, and this would be how I would feel about it. I don't want to put these words on you of like, sure. oh, I'm not good enough. So I better, I better do this, right? It's like almost like an internal trauma response mm-hmm. of, okay, well, that, that person has all the answers. And so we make that knee-jerk reaction more based on fear than based on desire. Well, no. So I, well, not no, but (laughs) that's cool. You can tell me if I didn't get it right. Yeah. Tell me. No, you think the desire is so big that you can't can't tell the difference between the fear and the desire. That's what it was. It wasn't fear. It was desire. And it was so much desire that I was going to, I almost leaned in. I almost leaned in. But so for me, as far as utilizing, like you said, it's that awareness and it's that understanding. So when I do walk into a space, I can recognize when that's, the the areas of if that's going to happen and mm. and then i can i can prepare for it as well mm. right? so, so it's the preparation yes preparation so when i so even when i was talking about before consider all things what's my weakness in this situation right mm. but once mm-hmm. i walk into it i'm i'm locked and loaded and ready to go right so that's how you utilize it because you're not going to put yourself in that position Yes. And if you yes. do put yourself in that position, you're going to recognize when someone's trying to take advantage of it. And in that case, you've already prepared for it because you are fully aware of what this weakness is. You've, you've tallied it. You've studied it. Right. So when somebody, when some, when someone is kind of, and they don't know they are, maybe they do, maybe they don't, it's up to you to understand when the, when that weakness is being tapped into. And then you have a game plan on how to navigate around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is so, this is so genius. This is so genius because as you're out there and you're listening to this, so all, all of my listeners, I want you to think about this. Like, do you ever find yourself in the position where, oh, I did it again, right? Like Britney Spears, like, oops, I did it again. You know, like we all have those moments. And for me, one of my weaknesses is around like cool girls. You know, it's like my inner 11 year old comes out and it's like, well, oh, those are the cool girls. Even though I'm 47, mm-hmm. I'm a mother. I run a successful business. I like all of it. There is something about like, Shay's the cool girl. So what do I have to say here? You know, and it's like this inner little part of me right. that I need to be aware. I ha- She's there. Mm-hmm. She has a need, right? She has a desire to be liked. Mm-hmm. And then my job is to like her right. as opposed to needing to change who I am so that Shay and the other cool girls like me. Right. right. And that is when we own our power. Mm. And that's when you become so damn confident that it's scary. Right. Because yeah. uh, even when you think about stuff like that, like you said, your inner girl and your inner 11 year old. And then for me, that, that passionate vulnerability of desire, you know, it's like, okay, well, once I take that home and cause I, I went through it and then I didn't feel good about, it wasn't about that. I didn't feel good about the course that I bought. I didn't feel good about what was happening within me. Yes. And what result, yes. and, and then what, what I did as a result, that's what I wasn't happy with. So I took that home and studied right. it. Like right? the way you made the decision, the way I made the decision, how I was feeling, 
the fact that I wasn't conscious and responding to myself, I wasn't trying mm. to myself. I just kept going because I, I understood what was happening. Like you said, it was like I was watching myself. Yes. I didn't feel what, I was, what was happening and I didn't stop it. So it's mm. more so, okay, well, what can we do in the future? Yes. What can we do in the future? So when you talk about that 11 year old, you know, that's, that's, that's a great weakness. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I'm sure you've thought, you know, there's probably things that you went through. We all have weird childhood situations where maybe we got into an argument or a fight or something like that. And then, you know how, when you get into an argument and you think later on, like you think, oh, I should have said this, this, (gasps) right. I probably would have got it if I said that, or maybe if I didn't, if I didn't walk into that room or whatever, this wouldn't have happened. Use that to your advantage. Use that to mm. your advantage. This is how you start to utilize your weakness because that's exactly what I did. Oh, if yes. I had done this, 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 and this, I remember feeling this way. And the moment I felt that way, this is what I should have done. Okay. Yes. So this is what happens next time. So when I'm back yes. in this situation, I recognize because I've studied those emotions so much. Once I'm back in a situation that relates to those emotions, that triggers those emotions. I know how to, I know how to navigate with it. I know how to manage Mm. it, whether I can navigate or manage, right? And those are two different things. So uh, this is how you utilize your weakness, right? And if if it's something where, you know, because obviously you can't control the outside world, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, when you, when you feel like, like someone or a situation where, like I said, whether it's COVID or whether it's somebody you're talking to or whatever the case is, when they're constantly tapping into whatever that weakness is, because you've studied it so much, you can still get around it and, yes. and get the advantage, right? And get the advantage of it because you know it so well. It's like someone saying like, you know, um, you know, uh, like even for me, like I used to get made fun of a lot because I was dark, right? And because uh, I was dark skinned. And when I was a kid, it used to hurt my feelings. Hmm. So I started to understand that I really love the fact that I'm dark skin, right? It's like, yes. yeah, you know, like I talking to my mom, I mean, it took a lot of work from my mother and father, you know, um, to deal with this, but, you know, growing older and, you know, just loving, you know, just being more in and engaged with the, with the black community and understanding more about my history and, and just all types of stuff. It's just like, there's a, there was a lot that went into it, but it's just like, I actually love the fact that I'm dark. Skin. I love the fact mm. that I'm black, period. Right. And yes. dark skin. So it's like at this day and age, if someone came to me with the same retort, like, oh, you're so black, this, 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 and this, I've already done the work, baby. So bring yeah. it. It's, it's kind of like bring it, right? So it's like, yes. I understand because I now I've embraced it. Yes, you you own it. You own it, right? So and that's where our power is. That's where your power is. So whatever that weakness is, when you talk about that 11-year-old girl and how she felt, think about the things that you would have done in those situations where she did feel triggered, where she, where she was very upset. Yes. You can still think about those things now. And that way, when you do get around cool girls in the future, <laughs> even now, right? But you're not triggered anymore. Right. Right. So you don't have to think about how you're going to respond because it doesn't bother you. Yes. And the power here, you said, I studied my emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is what I love about the title of your book, you know, be better than you. It's not about be better than them. <laughs> it's studying your own self. Right. Is really so powerful. And I think what typically happens with our mind is like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. Or I shouldn't have said that. And you go right to the end result. You know, it's human condition to go to the end result and then beat ourselves up for it, as opposed to like, oh, wait, 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 wait. let me dissect what happened here. 
you know, it's like you talk about in the book, you know, something that happened between Ross and Rachel and friends, right? And like following the trail <laughs> of their breakup. Right. And it's like the more we can follow our own trail and and really be able to dissect what is going on in, in, inside, we can own it entirely differently. I mean, that's so powerful, Shay. Yeah, that's, exa that's exactly it. And it's really when you talk about your weaknesses and things that happen, like I said, a lot of times we identify and we focus on just our limitations. We focus on the, the bad results, the negative results that happen. We focus on people leaving and stuff like that. We don't yes. have the other side, right? Right, what's, right. What's, what's in my control here? Okay, that's what we need to focus on. But we focus on what's out of our control, right? Mm. Like, okay, yes. what, are my, what are my possibilities? You know, what are the opportunities here? It's mm -hmm. here. So when bad things happen, think about what are the benefits here. Don't just sulk in what happened, right? And that's something that I like to do in coaching as well. Is like you know, let's focus on solving the problem, mm -hmm. stewing in our emotions. Say it, sister. What happened? Right? Yes, and that's the, yes. It, it's a funny analogy. Is like you know when you see people when something happens on the street. You know you see people on the street. Maybe there's an accident or whatever, and people just gather around to talk about what they saw. Right. And they just continue to talk about it over and, and they'll cycle through the same. Oh, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, I saw him run across the street and then he came back and the other girl's like, yeah, who would do that? And they're just stewing and cycling in the same conversation. Just talking mm -hmm. about what happened. No one's in a solution oriented space. Right. No right. one's going to help. No one's trying to figure out what what they can do about it. They're mm -hmm. just doing what happened. Right. And we do that a lot with ourselves. So when things happen in our own lives, we're just like, oh, I can't believe that happened. And man, I, I wish this would, you know, man, I wish I could have done this. And oh, I really hate oh, I should have done that. And why did they do this? And and this actually happens more with women. So research shows that women ruminate on the bad more than men right. do. Exactly. Right. It's like it must be an evolutionary adaptation. But just because that's what our brain does and it's quote unquote normal doesn't mean that it's helpful. <laughs> right. Right? Like this is our opportunity. If you know, our that triggered mind will run our lives mm -hmm. unless we really make a different decision about right. how we're gonna run our lives. You know, Shay, this is you are a million things. It's so interesting, <laughs> right? Like you're an animator for Disney. You know, you've worked on the biggest, I'm looking at your office behind you. There's Smurfs behind you. I know you worked on Encanto, which is like, you know, the bee's knees and like all the rage right now, right? And you're a life coach and writing a book, which is so incredible. So one of the things I hear a lot, and I know myself, is being multi-passionate. I'm like, do I have to pick one thing? And how do I do all these things? So talk to us a little bit about that. I think evolution is very important. Right. And uh, yeah. it's important for you to keep evolving. And one of the things uh, people tend to believe, which is just a, another form of lim limiting themselves, is that they have to do one thing one way. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And they forget that there's a million ways to skin a cat. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean, you know, and there's and on the other side, you know, you got people who may have gone to law school or something like that, right? And their parents paid for their tuition and now they're a lawyer. Maybe they didn't really want to be a lawyer, but that was kind of expected of them. And even so, because they, they kind of feel obligated to their parents and the fact that, you know, their tuition was paid for or whatever, or maybe they just, right. their parents, maybe they just spent so much time in law school. They're like, this is just what I'm, I'm going to do for right. the rest of my life. Right. It'd be a way I don't like it, but that's a waste and I should. And I, exactly. and now I've got all these loans to pay back. So I have to, and well, all, the have, whole thing. It'd be yeah. weird if I quit law, if I quit being a lawyer, because I still have all the student debt. So it's right. like you're indebted to that. Yes, literally. 
you're yes. literally you're indebted to that entire process and you're not happy. So the, the situation is for me, as far as being an animator, I've wanted to be that my entire life. Now, was that always my passion? Course. Like I loved it. It's still my passion. I still love it. Right. And, uh, but do I feel like it was my purpose? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely not. Now, uh, now the thing is what about, you know, purpose and passion, I feel like the two kind of get mixed in a little bit. Absolutely. You know, uh, but I don't feel like I was meant to be an animator, right? Uh, <laughs> it's not I, why you. It's not why your soul came to this earth, right? Yeah, no. It, <laughs> you know, I, as far, but as far as be better than you in writing this book, I do feel like that was my purpose, right? And oh. I talk about in the book as well is that you know I couldn't run away from it. Mm-hmm. Right? And trust me, I even tried, <laughs> right? So as far oh, yeah. as be better than you and kind of launching this, you know, this, you know, this uh, community and things like that. And this movement, it's, I I was losing my mother in the process of this. Right. Mm. And uh, so I had a million reasons, a million justified reasons to walk away from it. And I couldn't, it was kind of like, I was just getting pushed into a wall, like, you know, and, uh, you know, and I knew that was, I knew that was the work of the Lord. And I was like, okay, this is, this is this is what I'm supposed to do, and I and I couldn't leave it. So you know, even um, outside of my mom being sick in the process, that just made it even harder, right? Yeah. That, that was that was more so validating that this needs to happen, right? Absolutely. But even yes. prior to that, you know, um, me deciding to write a book and stuff like that, you know, is like I knew there was something in me that people could find helpful. Yes. Right. Or find yes. useful. And because I've always been that kind of person that people go to for advice or, you know, a different perspective and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm known for is just kind of kicking things off in a weird direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yes. uh, and people are like, I didn't even think about it like that. You know, you're my coworkers, you know, not as far as quality or anything like that, but they just want to see what I think about, yes. they just see about what anything in their life. They yeah. just, they just want to see what comes out of my mouth. Right. And yeah. I remember one time, one of my friends told me like, I would love to just let the tape roll. Like I would just let <laughs> put a record in front of you and just, let the tape yeah. roll, you know, and, and welcome to podcasting Shay. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually what I'm doing. Right. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, Passion and purpose. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I don't feel like I need to be an animator or do animation forever. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't understand that. They're like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this, this book thing. You're going to do the coaching thing. You don't know anything about this space. You've never been in that space. You're going to retire from animation to do this full time. Like, that's what you want to do. You're starting from the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, well, I may not get paid as much as I get paid in animation, but I, yeah. do, I do get paid. Yes. Right? It's, a yes. Different, it's a different type of currency that I'm more interested in at this point. Yes. Say that, it's sister that, preach. That currency yes. is gratitude and fulfillment, right? That 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 currency is serving my people. Right. Yes. And my people are the the people who need me, right? The people who feel powerless in their own lives and bringing them insight and liberation by revealing these things to them, by revealing yes. the advantages of their natural behavior. That's and if I can do that and every mm-hmm. time I get feedback that I have done that. Oh. I'm out. Like, like that's that, that. I, I like, you know, for me it's like I I'm rich just in that. And a lot yes. of people don't under, they don't understand that probably because they never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, uh, people who are addicted to working out versus people who do not work out at all, right? They, they don't see <laughs> eye to eye, right? They're like, like I don't like, understand why, why are you doing that? Isn't that miserable? Right. Wouldn't you rather have an ice cream sundae and watch TV, right. you know, like, yeah. Who works out, they know how they feel. So they're like, yes. no, I can't stop, <laughs> right? Right. Right, right. And, it, you know, it's so interesting. I always say and I always believe that our calling will keep calling. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Your calling will keep calling. It's not, it's just because you ignore it or you say, no, thank you, or I'm too nice. busy. It's just going to call louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, it's going to knock at the door. Then yep. it's going to bang the door in. The next thing you know, you're going to have a crane fall on your house going, hello. Yeah. Right? And like, yeah. You know, shape my listeners know for me, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. wasn't listening to pressure and the whole thing. Finally, I got robbed at gunpoint. Like I I almost lost my life and I had a gun to my head and I thought I'm going to die and never pursue that dream. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to die without pursuing my purpose. And that was the thing for me. So your calling is going to keep calling. You can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. And life is going to happen. Like your mom getting, I mean, and sometimes I, I think, and I, I hear from clients that, well, maybe this is happening because I'm not supposed to. I'm like, well, maybe it's happening for you to prove to yourself that you are supposed to. And that's a very, that's a very fine line. Yeah, right. right. Uh, It's not going to be anything we can uh, dissolve, but this is definitely where coaching comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. That's a very fine line as far as uh, something's happening because I shouldn't be doing it versus Mm -hmm. this is something that I need to overcome. This is a challenge. This is a test, right? Because sometimes that is the case. Yes. Sometimes things do happen to course correct you, Mm -hmm. uh, remind you that this is not what you should be doing, right? Yeah. and this is where the self-awareness. This is where, and this, and that's what I was just getting getting ready to go to is that this is why I, the first chapter of my book is self-reflection. And there's the, there's a, you know, a bunch of reasons why, a bunch of very important reasons, right? One A, one B, one D, one C, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and it's because of that, because like these are, there's a lot of fine lines in life. And it's very easy if you're not in tune with yourself, it's very easy to slip. It's very easy to find yourself somewhere that you don't even recognize how you got there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and like, for instance, like, you know, things when people say are, when they say like, you know, we talk about faith and fear, or we talk about judgment versus intuition, you know, some people say, you hear people say nowadays, you know, oh, follow your intuition, follow your intuition. And a lot of people are like, okay, well, what's, what is my intuition? Like, do right. I listen to everything that comes up in my body? Right. I don't know. Like, and you should only like when you talk about intuition. It's like you know, um, it's kind of like when people say manifestation too, right? It's like, oh, I'll just put good energy out there. I'm just going to think like, oh, good things will come. And because people are talking about manifestation, I'm just going to sit back and wait. Right? Yeah. And it's and I want that blue car. I'll sit in my house until the blue car shows up. And the blue car is just going to show up. Or is you know, yeah. people treat Oprah's going to knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like people treat prayer the same way. Oh, I pray to God, so now I don't need to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you still have to practice self-awareness. You still have to practice discernment. You know, you still have to put one foot in front of the other and try to make things happen, right? You still have to focus and concentrate and, and get on that path that's going to lead you to where you want to go, you know, and then all the other stuff will come with it, right? But you, yes. have, you have to start that process, Right. Yes. So, yes. So it's it's very tough when, like I said, there's a very fine line between the things that happen that you shouldn't do and things that happen that you should challenge. Right. Mm-hmm. You're only gonna get that if you're in tune with yourself and while you're on the like while you're on that road to getting to where you want to go. Now yes. it's hard. I, I can't think of a, I can't think of an example at this point, but uh, like I said, you know, it's it, that's where coaching comes into play. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have a specific situation, if you're like trying to get a job or you're train or you're training for a certain job and then another job comes along, it's like, OK, well, maybe that might be a test. Right. Because you've been tra- yeah. right, you've been training for this specific job for so long or at least trying to get into a specific program or whatever the case is. And now something wayward comes comes into play. OK, 
that might that might be a challenge. Okay, mm-hmm. something a little bit better comes into play. Okay, well that could be a situation where you've been training for so long, and that's great, and you've been trying to go down this path, and now something a little bit slightly different, but maybe kind of better or more in tune with what you truly want. Right. Okay, maybe you've been training for this other job to get this one. Exactly. Exactly. And and I love what you're saying that that's where coaching comes in, right? Is like someone to mirror, to reflect for you, to help you to kind of step back right. and and just come back into what is true and aligned with myself, right? right? Like here you are, you work on the biggest, the best animations and you're like, yeah, and I love it. And what's true for me also. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what's really like, what's true in my soul is that I, I, I need I need to do this coaching and this empowerment work. Right. Because that is just like the deepest truth, that's no the, matter what. That's the deepest truth. And it, you know, it's, and it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing. Like I love, I love helping people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and just seeing like people's, uh, even if it's a personal friend, even if I'm not coaching. Right. And uh, just seeing their face light up when, you know, uh, they're talking to me about their problems or whatever the case is, or maybe they're talking to me about something great. And I just help them expand on that. Yes. Right. They have yes. a great idea. And I'm just like, oh, you know, what else would be cool? Right. <laughs> great, you have this great little thing about doing this, this, this and this. Imagine if you did, you know, and then all of a sudden, like their heads just explodes. Right. Yes. I, I love that. And it's not so much of myself, you know, giving myself a pat on the back. It's just seeing that, you know, it's exactly like buying Christmas presents for your kid. Like it's not so much the present, it's their emotions and the experience and surprising them. It's it's all spiritual and emotional. That's what that's mm. what that fulfillment from. Right. Yes. I- Preach. Yes. I I think this is the best job in the whole world. I mean, you know, it's funny going back to that childhood when I thought it would be like my name and lights. It's like what really that was about when I look back was like, oh, I really wanted to be able to influence a crowd. Because when I was five, what I wanted was to be a, I grew up in Michigan. So I wanted to be a University of Michigan cheerleader. That's like, right. Because I would see these like little people down on the field who would get 111,000 people on their feet. Because that feeling of like, you know, seeing someone get it or seeing someone alive, seeing someone, it's the, it's the greatest. That's the soul fulfillment. So when all of you send me like messages, so please keep sending me messages about what the podcast is doing for you and send Shay messages about what, you know, what, follow her on Instagram and like all of it. And so that she hears the influence because that's what keeps us going. Right. Those of us who are, who this is our soul's mission, your light bulb moment is what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so gratifying too. And uh, cause every day, like mm. it's, and it, it's been tough, you know, because I, I think I told someone another podcast, I was like, you know, the toughest part about this is not taking it for granted. Mm. Right. And um, because every day I get messages from someone sharing their gratitude to me, um, whether it's on Instagram or from Instagram or whether it's from my book, you know, um, I had I had someone email email my team from China saying that, you know, that they have uh, been inspired by me and stuff and they've been following mm. me and they would love like you know assign copies into them blah 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 it's just like things like that it's and uh it's just yeah like it's mm. it, like it's that's fulfilling like that's it yes that's yes it, you know um so that's and that's how you know that's that's like i said that's your purpose exactly and i believe every moment of our life has been for purpose and so your journey to become an animator right. is a huge part of what actually makes you a great 
author. It's what makes you a great coach. It's what makes you a great speaker. That that journey and everything that you had to do with it and for it and continue to do and all the, I mean, that's storytelling, right? So all the, all that storytelling and getting into the heads of the characters and all of that, it all contributes right. to this greater purpose. You know what's so funny though? Uh, Cause I, one little thing, I think I've never shared this either. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, say yeah. it. Thank you. So I, uh, many times, and I say many, it was more than a few. I've thought about quitting animation and going mm. to for psychology, right? To become a clinical psychologist because I've always been fascinated with psychology and observing people and stuff like that. So I knew that was part of my passion, right? And for some reason, I never did. I never took that step. Like I stuck with animation because I'm like, no, this is this is what I wanted to do. But I also love this too. And I'm just, yeah. but it's so funny now because I actually truly do feel like my career in animation is what sets me apart from other coaches. Yes. Right? Um, and are even other psychologists, right? And it's not about who knows more. It's just the the relatability is more, it's there, right? Because with uh, with animation, you know, we're, we're animating characters, different characters all the time. And our job is to get in their heads. Yeah, of course. Right. Our job is to get in their heads and then express as mm. them, right express as people who are not in line with who we are right i animate characters who are the complete opposite of me i animate characters that i don't have anything in common with or maybe even characters that i don't like like i they're my, the moral their morals and values are complete opposite of me right mm -hmm. I don't believe in what they believe in or even what they're doing and i have to somehow still get mm. their heads and express with within their bodies, their 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 way they're talking, their language right. to an audience to where they believe that this is that person, not Shay. Mm. You don't know who I am, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I there is a bit of a more in depth and relatability when it comes to being an animator versus if I went to school to become a clinical psychologist, I would have been working with a lot of people. But as far as having to express as that person is what separates me instead of, you know, uh, just kind yes. of hearing what they're talking about and seeing their situation and observing it from an objective standpoint. I have, I have to also, I do have to do that yeah. right, for these characters, but I also have to act as them too and express as them as well. You've actually been in their bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the You've been in their hearts and in their shoes and right. literally, yeah, that is, it's so fascinating and and absolutely, you know, just to come full circle to my client who said, but aren't there too many coaches? It's like, no, this is what makes you unique. This is what sets you apart. And it, yeah. it's incredible. And it's important to do that work to figure Ooh. out what is that uniqueness about you, you know, because no one's going to be able to tell you that. Right. Yes. So, mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, hopefully for the people who can read my book, you know, it starts with self-reflection and it's very, it's very strategic as far as how the chapters are. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite chapters is not until kind of the end, but it's because you can't put that at the beginning. You know, it's mm. practically be talking another language. If I put that in the beginning, people open the book and they'd be like, what in the world is happening right now? Like, <laughs> planet. But I, you know, my hope is that I guide you through it. So it starts mm -hmm. with starts with self, right? And it starts with understanding who you are, what you are, and what you want to do, 
then we talk about, okay, now how, how are we going to do it? This is the process of going through things, right? You talk about goals, right? And then you go through that, right? And mm-hmm. oh, how do I feel? But I, okay, you talk to me about this, but what about my family? And okay, well, I have a toxic family too. This is how we deal with that, right? Right. And right. you go through that process, right? And this is how you figure out, this is how you can reveal to yourself, you know, your uniqueness and the advantages of your uniqueness. And that's mm-hmm. when you can just, you can do anything you want. There's no, there's no yes. concerning there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. It is incredible as you go through the book. I mean, you even get into, as you said, exactly how to set goals and exactly what what makes goals attainable, achievable, how to make something realistic that maybe you thought wasn't. And then you even get into finances, right? right? Like, because no one's, no one, I wasn't taught anything about finances, right? So like, even getting into how do you structure your life to have that life that you want, Mm -hmm. which is something I, except for money books, right? It's like, there's books about finances and then there's other self-help books. But like, you know, I really, I really was impressed. It's like, wow, you're really laying out how exactly we can be better than the self that we are at this moment. Right. You know, I talk about, there's a whole chapter with health as well Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. finance too. And it kind of lays all that out. So it's like, you know, and I think I say it in the finance chapter and and even the health chapter, this is not what this book is, right? I'm going to give you everything that you need here now, all the in-depth stuff. And then if you want to take this and run with it, okay, then you can, this is not an investment book, but I'm going to talk to you about investing. Right. I'm going to talk to you about being a naturalist. Right. I'm going to talk to you about medicine. Right. And uh, and all that kind of stuff. And then if you want more about it, fly, please. Right. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to yeah. give you enough to have to to have the, the you know, the, the, the foundation and the yeah. understanding. Right. So um, and then, like I said, fly by all means. I love it. Yeah. Shay, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I sure. mean, forever. You have so you have so much wisdom, and I feel so much alignment with what you're doing, and it's so exciting. I we haven't even talked about Encanto. Like we could talk about. You know, <laughs> right. Okay, real quick, I have to ask you, what was it like? To, what is it like to work on like something that people love so much? Uh, it's it's been it's been beautiful. The feedback uh, from from Encanto, and uh, I I love. We all love that it's uh, it's it's helping people, and people are relating to it. And um, yeah, this just responding to it the the way that they are. Like that that was the goal. You know, we we spent a lot of time and effort making sure to do this the right way, and uh, because we wanted to, and uh, we wanted to send a very important a lot of very important messages. Um, to the world and, uh, and and help represent, you know, a beautiful part of this world that doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Mm. So beautiful. So beautiful. Okay, I had to ask, you know, one quick question. All right. So Shay, at the end of all my interviews, I like to do something called a purpose power play round. I ask you a few very random questions and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Take us 10 years from now a vision for your own life or for the world at large? Yeah, 10 years from now, uh, to be honest, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, to be honest, yeah, I, I, I do see myself on a, on. <laughs> Are you about to drop your third thing that you haven't shared elsewhere? <laughs> no, 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 probably not. No, I, I do see myself being able to help people on a global stage. Absolutely. Say it, sister. Uh, yeah, no. I, yes. I, I, do, I do believe that uh, 10 years from now that, you know, be better than you will be, you know, kind of this big intellectual 
organization and hub, right? And uh, that's that's always been my, I don't know about dream, but I, I feel like that's where it's going because I don't feel like I would do this. This is not, I'm not a small scale type of person. <laughs> And uh, the fact that uh, the the fact that I was kind of pushed into this, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to, you know uh, just to serve the Lord and serve His people, uh, I feel like there is a reason I went through everything that I went through for this book, mm-hmm. for this organization, uh, the things that I make time for for my community, just on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't do this for you know, just to, just to stay. Just a little hobby kind of. A, yeah. Just yeah. a hobby or a level playing field. No, you take it and you run with it. But uh, for me, yeah, I do, I do see be better than you, uh, you know, just kind of being global. In two mm-hmm. Years. Mm-hmm. What do you want everyone who reads the book to feel and think? I want them to know that they can do anything they want to. Mm-hmm. Right? And I want them to understand that they have the power to do so, right? Mm-hmm. That it's up to them. Anything they do is up to them. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that when they read the book, they're ready to run through a brick wall, you know, mm-hmm. and just understand and have the understanding that they need that all the light bulbs come on, right? Yes. All the dominoes fall into place and they're like, you know what? This is it. You know, this is it. This is it. Yes. Yeah, and they truly believe that. It's, it's, it's no longer a matter of fear. You know, it's no longer a matter of, please, somebody tell me what to do, <laughs> right? Um, it's their own decision and understanding that they can get anything they want despite what happens in the physical world. You know, it's something like COVID. It's like, you know, yeah, life, life happens. And I talk about it in the book, life happens. You might have to go on a hiatus every now and again, but that doesn't stop you. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Love it. Okay, favorite animation you've worked on? Oh, yowza. Um, favorite. I mean, it's easy to say Encanto, but I'm not necessarily sure that's true. I might, oh, I don't know. You got me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's, I never actually thought about that. Maybe Smurfs. Smurfs was pretty cool to work on. I mean, you have Smurfs right behind you. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so I do keep, I do keep looking at the Smurfs. I think it'd be fun just because it's like, oh, there's something I watched as a kid and now I'm working on it. Right. Yeah. You know, Smurf was just it was just fun to animate. And it was it wasn't necessarily about uh, which movie. Uh, It was more so just the process too, right? the process that I went through. I had fun throughout the entire process, whether you're talking about reviews, director reviews, uh, just the characters themselves, the rigs and the pipeline and the production. Like Smurfs for me was just all around like it was fantastic. And the characters were really fun to animate. So Mm, I I love that. I would say Smurfs. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely watched the Smurfs when I was a kid, so I love that right. so much. Yeah. All right, last question, and it, it might be very similar or the same to what you answered about, about your book and about your work, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I always do. What's one thing you want every woman to know? Yeah, I think it's, I, we're trendsetters. You know, we, we're the leaders of mm. the right? Uh, Say it. Yeah, and we're we're very powerful people, right? We're a very powerful being, and uh, it all starts and ends with us, right? And uh, unfortunately, we live in a world where they try to act like that's not the case, uh, and there's a reason. It's because they know that is the case, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So uh, mm-hmm. it's it's up to us to understand that, and you know, not be reduced by the actions of others. Right. Are the actions of, you know, corporate America are the, you know, men in our world and, you know, stuff like that uh, who are who, who, who are completely ignorant in that space. Um, 
as far as not understanding or as far as not acknowledging, because they do understand, not acknowledging, um, you know, a woman's superiority, right? A woman's authority, a woman's power, right? And uh, and not following that. And uh, are even if you're, like I said, in corporate America, not giving them the space that they need, which is a lot, right? Yeah. We do take up yes. space just by being who we are. Yes, right? so, yes. Uh, yeah. And, and otherwise, yeah, I was just doing a corporate workshop a couple of days ago and a woman said, I was so proud of her in front of the CEO, I feel like I have to shrink. No. And it was like, oh no, sister. <laughs> Shoulders back, <laughs> arms out, right? No. And I'm glad she said it in front of her male CEO, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, 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 this is a real thing that we, we've been made to believe that we have and no, oh, no, no. Yeah. And it's so funny because I, I I don't want to go too far along. I know we're, uh, we're way over, but when you feel like you need to shrink, you know, that's that's usually and when I say when we talk about the studying your emotions, that's usually the uh, that's usually your cue to stick your chest out. Yeah, that's, you, that's usually your cue. When someone's making you feel like that, it's more so what they're dealing with. It's more so their insecurities and they're trying to shut you down. Right. So when you go back home, it's OK if that happened and you did shrink when you go back home, because usually what happens with those kind of people when they're like, oh, I feel like I had to shrink. I was very insecure and I didn't say what I wanted to say when they go home. They're like. He knows that I'm better than him, or he knows this, and he knows that I'm the one who did this, this, and this. Okay, well, remedy that. Step into that. So next time something like that happens, you understand that, okay, this person must be feeling intimidated. If you feel like you have to shrink, it's probably because they're making yes. it's probably because they're doing that intentionally. Right. And that's right. when you need to pull it out. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I feel yeah. like we all need to put that on a bumper sticker. Right. When you feel like you need to shrink. That is when you stick your chest out. That's the cue to stick your chest out. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Everybody, you need to write that on a sticky note. You <laughs> need to highlight it. You need to underline it and you need to put like gold stars on it because that is the bomb advice right there. Yeah. Shay Stone, you're amazing. Thank you. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at shaystone.s. Shaystone.s. Yep, or you can find me. Well, you won't find me, but yeah, you can uh, go to my website, www.bebetterthanyou.com, and uh, everything else is there. So awesome. And you want to make sure everybody you get that book. We have all of the links in the show notes. Shay, you are incredible. Please keep doing what you're doing. I'm right there by your side to support you the whole way, babe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All of you out there, we hope you loved listening to this as much as we loved connecting and sharing with you. If you did, go to Apple Podcasts right now, leave your five-star review or wherever you listen. Go leave a five-star review, write one sentence because your reviews are how I get these awesome guests, right? That's, that is the equation. That's what you can do to change the world one woman at a time because your reviews get me the guests and get more women around the world listening to the Purpose Girl podcast. And as always, share this with your friends, with your daughters, with your cousins, with your sisters, with every woman that you encounter, you work with, every female-identified human and not a female-identified because this is so applicable to all. And of course, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.